Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I want you to write this first. I don't want to skip this one. This is important. Believe God forgives our sins and remembers them no more because that's where freedom comes. You should enjoy your walk with God, even though we still sin. His promises are true. So that's where freedom is. If you're condemned, Pastor Mark, how did you know I did that again? I didn't know, but he knew. But you're already forgiven and it's forgotten. Amen. That's freedom. We don't walk in bondage. Do you have trouble feeling guilty after you confess your sins to God? If so, that's not unusual. Even though those thoughts are common, that doesn't make them biblical or okay in God's view. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the power of forgiveness. He will be reminding you of the price that removing your sin from you cost God, the life of His Son, Jesus, and what the consequences of His canceling that sin debt are. You'll learn about the freedom that's available to you now, just like the freedom Joseph's brothers could have had if they'd chosen to believe Joseph. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 39 as he continues his message, Only God can take the bad and make it good. God is omniscient. He knows everything. He forgets nothing. But God chooses not to remember our sins since he's already forgiven them. And they're where? They're in the past. Now, even though God remembers our sins no more, Satan lies to us. You're guilty. You're guilty. And I just want to say this to you. When Satan brings up an old sin that's been forgiven and forgotten, You just say to him, let me remind you of where you're going. And where is Satan going? To hell. Yeah. I'm going to heaven because God's word is true and you're a liar. Amen? Don't allow him to do that. He loves to bring condemnation. No, God brings conviction. Satan loves to bring condemnation. So here's Joseph. He's weeping. His brothers refused to believe they, he loves them and he forgave them. Now look at this. In verse 18, his brothers then came and threw themselves down. By the way, I want you to write this verse. I don't want to skip this one. This is important. Believe God forgives our sins and remembers them no more because that's where freedom comes. You should enjoy your walk with God, even though we still sin. His promises are true. So, That's where freedom is. If you're condemned, Pastor Mark, how did you know I did that again? I didn't know, but he knew. But you're already forgiven, and it's forgotten. Amen? That's freedom. We don't walk in bondage. We don't walk in bondage. Not at all. Now, 
His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. They're still going with the deal. But Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Well, of course he isn't in the place of God. Who helped Joseph forgive his brothers? God did. God did. Like Joseph, we know that God is a just God, and he always does what's right. So here's the final thing I want to give you. When Joseph learned this, even with this response to his brothers, he doesn't get angry. He isn't going to try to get revenge. Look at this next statement. Christ followers don't take revenge. We forgive and let God be God. I'm not the judge. Just let it go by. Let God be the God. Then he ends up with these amazing statements. You intended, verse 20, to harm me. Here's two more words to circle in your Bible. But God. All over the scripture, we see those two words, but God. You remember Ephesians chapter 2? You were all, including me, born dead in our trespasses and sins. You get down to verse 4, 5, somewhere in there, and it says, But God sent Jesus, and I'm no longer dead. I'm alive in Jesus. Now, how did that happen? Because I was a good boy. No, but God. See, when God intervenes in our life, things change. So look what he says again. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Now, here's our question that we open with. How did Joseph end up in Egypt? Did he end up there because of the evil treatment of his brothers? Or did he end up there because of God's plans? The answer is yes. Pastor Mark, how can that be an answer? Well, let's think about it for a moment. It was both. Now, what you see on the screen, look at that on the screen. It's very important for you to see it. It's two words that we'll never understand totally. The first thing is, The sovereignty of God. He's all-knowing. He's all-knowing. The second thing is the free will of man. On the earth, who had the first choice to do what they wanted to do, not what God said? Adam and Eve. They had the what? Free will. Right? They said, we're not going to obey you. By the way, that's what an unbeliever is. They just want to do their own thing. They said, God, you told us not to go over there. We don't care. We're going to do it on our own. We're going there. Free will. Okay? Now, did God sovereignly know that they would disobey him? How do we know that? Because before the earth was created, Jesus was already known to go to the cross to pay for whose sins? All of our sins. Adam and Eve, specifically what? Their DNA is in us. We were born a sinner the same way. So you have free will. You have the free will of man doing evil. Now, when they did evil, who allowed them to do evil? God. Could he have stopped them? Yes. Why didn't he? Because he didn't want robots. 
Can you imagine? Now, some of you will get dolls for your kids, and you can pull a little thing in there. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. Maybe that's too old, whatever. That's what they used to do. Now, it's brains in them or something. I don't know what it is. But how would you like one of your children never talks until they're three, and they come up to you? Daddy, I'm told to love you. I'm told to love you. I'm told to love you. Would you quit pulling my string? I'm told to love you. Oh, honey, that's so refreshing for me. I told you, I think not. What did God want? Somebody to say, I love you from what? Their own will, their own free choice. God didn't create us as robots. He wants us to love him from the bottom of our heart. So he knew this would happen. The second part of this, what's God's plan? He's going to take that which is bad and do what? Turn it around to what is what? Good, good. Now, what is the sovereignty of God? It's simply God is all-powerful, has all wisdom, and he's in control of everything. He could do whatever he wants, but he let them, he lets you and I sin. Now, he'll convict us, he'll talk to us, he'll challenge us. He doesn't ever make it. He never tempts us to sin, but he allows it. Look at Psalm 103, verse 19. Look at, let me read it to you. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. There he rules over everything. He's in charge. We don't understand that sovereignty. But I want you to write this down. As Christ followers, our lives are in the hands of God, not man. Hallelujah. He holds us in the palm of his hand. It's not about man. It's about God who controls and rules over everything. And he still loves us in spite of us. Now, look how Joseph finishes this. So then, don't be afraid. I will not get revenge. I added that. I will provide for you, as I've been doing all along, and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Now, how can you do that? That was God. Could he have taken revenge for them? (laughs) It's over with. Go back home. Starve to death. No. He reassured them and spoke kindly to them. And Joseph stayed in Egypt along with all his father's family. And he lived 110 years. So a little later, Joseph will die. See, God's plan all along was to allow the brothers to sin. He knew what they would do. And get Joseph to Egypt. Because when he got Joseph to Egypt, that would eventually, as we saw in the story, when the famine comes, Joseph is in a place, by giving the the interpretation of the dreams to Pharaoh, in a place to bring his family, eventually all of the family that was starving in Israel, to Egypt. They would be saved from extinction. Now, the reason they had to be saved from extinction was that God was going to use the nation of Israel to bring the Messiah. Think how directly we're connected with Joseph, God's plan for Joseph in Egypt, and Jesus coming. Because one of the brothers, Judah, God would send Jesus through the line of Judah. And you and I are here today because Joseph did the right thing. He wasn't God, but he did the right thing. And how closely, isn't this amazing? We're a week from Christmas, and where do we end up? Chapter 50. I've been planning that for years. 
No, I just thought about it this week. God, you have us in chapter 50. You're amazing. Because chapter 50 is about Jesus. 400 years later, God frees him from Egypt. And the land of Israel is still in power today. And by the way, Jesus came to save millions and millions and millions of people. How many of you here today are glad Joseph did the right thing? Because Jesus came and saved your life. Amen. Well, Pastor Mark, Joseph's dead. Did anybody else take his place? Just keep going through history. Who comes up next after 400 years? Moses. And after Moses, Joshua. And after Joshua, me. No. Yeah, but are you kidding me? Not even close. Now, did Joseph get the big picture? Yes, he did. As he lived in Egypt, he realized that this wasn't him. It wasn't going to be all bad. He suffered all kinds of things. But he, he understood there's good people, there's bad people, there's circumstances, there's fate. But he knew it was never that. It was the hand of God and God's plan. Now, here's a verse. Most of us know this verse. Most of us focus on verse 28. But I want you to write in your Bibles to remind you. You can't take verse 28 by itself. You have to add verse 29 to it. Now, Joseph never knew this verse, but he knew the principle because you just read it. What man meant for bad, God turned into good. Now, let's go through it together. And we know that God causes some things. Now, everything's a big deal. God causes everything to work together for the good of everybody. No, there's two requirements. If God's going to take everything in my life and make it good, then I have to what? I have to first love God. Now, a lot of people love God or they believe in God, but that's not enough. Love God and are called according to his purpose for them. What is the number one purpose that God has for you? It is not just to love God. It's to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior and become a follower of him. That's the mission of the church. So you can love God. You can be a good person. You could be a good member of a church. But if you've never repented and asked Jesus Christ to come to your heart, you haven't fulfilled God's purpose for you. So this promise doesn't hold for a non-follower of Jesus. Now, for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew this, people in advance, and he chose them to be what? Become like his son. So what is the purpose of us being a Christian? Right there, you see it. Let me just start with this. Everything. God causes everything. Everything is not good. I'd like it to say God causes everything good to happen to you. It isn't. Loss of a job, sickness, car accident, early death, loss of memory, divorce, prodigal children. I can go on and on. False accusations, on and on. See, we're not exempt from good and bad. That's why we can say, and we have this question in our lives, why do bad things happen to good people? Because we live in an evil world. That's why. Now, think about this. Everything also, as you see that verse up there, everything, everything doesn't mean our sins. 
See, if I sin, can I expect God to turn good out of that? No, I'm going to actually suffer for that. Choose to sin, choose to suffer. So he will forgive me, but there's responses to sin quite often. There's an effect of sin. You know what I'm talking about. Very easy to understand. Now, this amazing promise demonstrates our all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise God. He cares about you. He cares about me. He cares about everything. What is everything? It's the details of our life. Everything that comes in. Often, Joseph didn't understand what God was doing with some of the bad things that were happening to him. But overall, he went, okay, God's going to turn it up. By the way, in Joseph's life, did God take the ups and downs and turn it into good? Of course he did. In his life, his family's life, the history of the Judaism, and the Messiah, he did it. So we need to trust God and know he is in control. Now, here's what you need to know, and you can write it in the Bible. This is what verse 29 says. The good that God is working in us is to become like Jesus. That's why he makes good in my life. So I can think like Jesus, be like Jesus, and minister like Jesus. It's not just to make things happy in my home. It's to be like Jesus. That's our goal. Christ follower. Christ-like. Now, Joseph learned the very same things. He learned to be humble. He learned to be patient. He learned to be a man of faith. He trusted God in the ups and downs of life. Now, I want to share with you this morning something a little different. Making a cake is very much like trusting God in the details of life. See, a cake requires a lot of ingredients. Good, and I'll use the word bad so you'll understand. Some ingredients by themselves are not good. So making a cake, you have to put some eggs in. Do you fry your eggs to put them in the cake? No, it's raw eggs. Anybody want to eat a raw egg? No, thank you. Flour. How about a cup of flour? By itself? No. Some of you will like this, but it's crazy. How about a stick of butter? Well, let me just eat a whole stick of butter. We'll talk to you at the hospital when you're having your open heart. Next. Unsweetened cocoa powder. Pastor Mark, I like chocolate. Unsweetened cocoa powder. Baking powder, baking soda. Now, other things I pour in here are good. Milk, sugar, vanilla flavoring. But to bake a perfect cake, all the ingredients have to go in there. The good and the bad. Are you now getting it a little bit? See, everything in life is not good. There's things that God has to work on there. And by the way, they have to be mixed in the right order. They have to bake at the right temperature for an exact period of time. All these steps, right ingredients, right time, right mixture, right baking, all these ingredients, well, require a master chef who knows what he's doing. You see, if a master chef puts all those in there, gets them in there right, bakes it right, everything, you will have a cake that you like. Here's a picture of one. I did not show this at the beginning of the service because nobody would be here. By the way, the name of this, true, the name of this is Death by 
chocolate. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Now, when you look at that, whoo, bacon and cake. I want to leave that up there for a little bit. Is a lot like our life. Our lives are filled with seemingly good and bad experiences, ingredients, the ups and downs of life. We're all experienced ourselves. We've been exposed to the heat of difficult and bad times. Some of you are going through a very difficult time, and the heat is on. Often we don't understand how some of those bad experiences that we go through could ever turn out for good. But as Christ followers, we can be assured we have a master chef. His name is God. We don't know what's happening, but our all-knowing God knows exactly what's happening in your life. It's confusing to us, but our chef is perfect. He knows the timing. He knows exactly how to turn out the right thing, the circumstances that look horrible into something good. Well, Pastor Mark, do you really believe that? Well, let's go back in history for your life today. Let's just say this is the year 1918. Let's go back five years. 10 years, for some of us, myself, many years. Look at the ups and downs in our lives for the last year, five years, 50 years. Look at the ups and downs. Let me ask you a question. Did God ever fail you? Never. But when we're in it, we're going, where are you, God? Look at our history. He's been doing this in my life for 70 years. Has nothing to do with me. He knows what he's doing. I've had plenty. I'll have more. So will you. But I'll take it. Because he can take the bad and make it good in our life. And what is the good? Being more like Jesus. By the way, that's why I'm going to have more (laughs) ups and downs. Why? Because I'm not there yet. By the way, I'll never get there. But I will have one of those when I get to heaven. Hallelujah. A peace. So I want you to turn to your neighbor. I want you to shout it out when you get there. I can. I can. I think I can. I think I can. No, no, no. Here's what I want to hear. Turn to your neighbor and say, I can trust God in the ups and downs of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, can we trust ourselves? Forget it. (laughs) Impossible. That's why we have a God that knows how to put life together. Amen? That was the whole title of the series, Trusting God and the Ups and Downs of Life. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked again about the importance of forgiveness. You also were shown the effects of having an unrepentant heart as in Joseph's brothers. Their lack of repentance and unbelief caused them to tell Joseph something that made him sad. 
you learn that God forgives and chooses to forget. It's up to you to believe Him and get on with your life. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Well, this wraps up the teaching series, Trusting God in the Ups and Downs of Life. We hope that you learned something more about forgiveness and repentance and saw enough examples of both to point you in the right direction. As you reflect on these teachings, we trust that you will be encouraged to rely on God more and understand that He has a positive direction for your life. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.